You're listening to Inside Outside Innovation, Episode 78. Catherine Manuel is the Senior Vice President of Innovation at Thomson Reuters. She's had a vast and varied journey in innovation before coming into her present role a few years ago. In her conversation with our host, Brian Artiger, she talked about the real details of innovation at Thomson Reuters, including some specific campaigns they ran to develop thinkers who go outside the boundaries. Catherine also shared some excellent advice for people who might be new to a similar role as the one she currently is in. You can find information for learning more about Catherine's team and our team in the show notes. Hi there, everyone. I'm Victory Clafter, the producer of Inside Outside Innovation. This is the podcast that brings you the latest insights from people who know the most about building lean businesses, innovating within corporations, and disrupting entire industries with passion and precision. So talk a little bit about kind of the brass tacks of, of how you guys approach uh, innovation. Uh, you, you have kind of dedicated labs. Do you have, uh, I believe you have a seed fund that uh, has been fairly successful over the, the few years that it's been running. So talk a little bit about the, the specific tactics that you've used to uh, innovate faster at Thompson Reuters. Great. Um, so I was talking earlier around kind of granting permission and getting more on the job training or people enrolled and engaged in what we do. So I'll talk about a few highlights of that. One of those things is a seed fund that is sponsored by our CEO that is managed and run by my team. It's called the Catalyst Fund. And the idea of it is to encourage and stimulate ideas that are really ground up at the company. So they're not coming from the strategy organization. They're not coming top down from the business unit presidents or the senior leaders. They're people that are sitting with our data. They're sitting in our platforms. They're working with our customers day to day, and they come up with really great ideas. There's a pretty low bar for bringing an idea forward. Mm -hmm. We use lean experimentation. So teams have to create a lean canvas to present their idea and they need to have an executive sponsor. That sponsor actually doesn't have to pay for any of the initial proof of concept, Mm -hmm. but they need to be able to put their name behind it and say that there's a learning coming from building this proof of concept that matters to them or they think that the company should explore. So it's a bit of a kind of faith in exploration Mm -hmm. sort of stamp of approval. And then we hold meetings with our CEO and a few of his direct reports on a monthly basis where these teams pitch their idea directly to that panel. And what's incredible, I mean, we definitely coach the teams and we help prepare them for that. Um, but there's something really incredible from a cultural perspective about how raw the teams are. You know, they're, nice. they're not scrubbed. They're out there. They're pitching to the CEO. They're having back and forth banter with him. And that, that, that's not something that they get every day. So that's really exciting. And we obviously disseminate sort of the highlights of those meetings and quotes from those meetings so people really get a sense of what happens. And we encourage more ideas to come forward that way. What's so, really great is we've seen well over 100 ideas come through the wow. Catalyst Fund and nearly that many actually get funded, which is great. 
So from that perspective, is it usually a single employee with a particular idea and then they, they form a team to help execute that? And they, is it hundred percent time when they're kind of executing on the, on the early stages of that? And it sounds like you have like a growth board that then they present to and, and yep. get either further funding or, or kind of yeah, go, they, no go decision. They don't, yeah. They don't actually get a hundred percent time put to mm-hmm. that. These tend to be passion projects and projects where there's definitely overlap in what their day job is. So they can kind of build it and meld it into their day job. But we provide them the funding to either kind of backfill parts of their role with contractor support mm-hmm. or bring contractors in so they manage it kind of on the fringes or as a portion of what they do on a day-to-day basis. You mentioned you have a ton of ideas kind of coming through, which is really healthy, and a lot of corporations don't have that. And so that first idea generation, obviously, is the first hurdle most corporations have to get over. But then the second is the idea of filtering. It's like, how do, how do you actually know which ones to pursue or give funding to? Is it a fairly low bar at the beginning, and, and you use lean startup practices to see if they get the ideas get traction in that? Or, or what's the, the methodology around that? It's a pretty low bar up front if you want funding. Teams figure out pretty quickly if it's going to succeed or not. And we do, we ask questions around market validation. We, we really do think about design thinking and lean experimentation. We want to know when teams come back, what are customers saying? What is the uptick? You know, just you can get customer validation pretty quickly to know if there's a there there. And also because it does take extra time from people. It's certainly extra effort. People are pretty upfront and honest if they don't think it's going to work. So that has, for the most part, not been a problem. Sometimes we definitely see teams sort of dragging their heels and taking a lot of time to come back to do their kind of their their next stage check-in. Yep. And so we certainly encourage, and that's a way that we begin to suss out if there's a problem there. Um, so I have someone on my team who is phenomenal and really touches base with these teams and understands the ins and outs of what's working and what's not. And and she, one, raises red flags if she thinks that they have things to be concerned about, but she also lets them know that it's okay if the, if the results are negative and it, it's not going to work. And Jim, our CEO, certainly reiterates that when teams come back, that he is so happy with the learning. And the whole point of this is to try things and make sure that we disseminate the learning of things that don't work as well as the things that do. So there's a lot that we put into that to make sure that we kind of kill things quickly if they should be killed. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to have multiple bats. I think that's where a lot of corporations fall down, too, is they they think that, well, I can just put three or four ideas through my lab and, and I'll get an Uber out at the end. And it doesn't typically work out that way. So you mentioned a couple of other programs. Um, maybe yeah. talk a little bit about some success stories or, or other things that are, are working within Thomson Reuters with regard to innovation. Yeah, one thing that I think is kind of interesting, and if you had told me I would be doing this when I took this role three years ago, I would have pr- probably not believed you, but it works. And it's going to sound a little silly, so hang in there with me. But we launched a campaign in 2016 at the end of 2016. We kind of knew that the end of the year is a big push. Um, some tough messages inside the company were coming out just around sort of scale and making sure that we were being really efficient and, and making some tough talent decisions. And from an innovation perspective, we decided to launch a campaign that was called Dare to Disrupt. And we even had a hashtag with it. So it was kind of very very on trend, let's say. So the whole idea of it was how do we reach employees 
again, kind of everywhere they are. And some of the some of the ways that we reached employees were incredibly light touch. So we did something that was kind of giving employees three dares on our internet site, which were as basic as when you leave a team room, write an inspirational quote on the whiteboard for the next team that comes in and take a selfie picture and post it on the internet. It was amazing how many people responded and participated in that sort of challenge or dare session. And we began to weave that into how do you grant permission for people to think differently and to encourage our teammates to come up with new ideas and new thinking. We also, as part of that dare to disrupt kind of campaign that we launched, not everything was that touchy-feely. So we also did something called an innovation challenge where we put out a challenge to the whole organization that was far more technology-based, where Microsoft had a new Power BI tool, and we put a challenge out there, how can we incorporate this tool more seamlessly into our products and solutions? And we got many, many submissions around ways that we could actually use that tool to support our customers in what they do. And then we had teams within the businesses that were evaluating those, and they took them and built them and and kind of brought those into the core part of their businesses. We also did another program as part of Dare to Disrupt that we very cleverly titled Propose a Workshop. Um, But the whole thinking there is it costs a lot of money, takes a lot of time to have a team that goes from country to country, office to office, when you're as expansive as we are, and do training and lead innovation workshops around given kind of poignant needs of a business or of a region. So what we instead did was asked people if they wanted to lead a workshop that was an innovation-based workshop in their location on a given topic that mattered to our customers and that mattered to our, mattered to our business. They would submit those ideas of what they would want to do, and we would provide virtual coaching and external consulting as well on how to lead those workshops. So in many ways, it was a way of kind of federating innovation, because again, I believe strongly innovation can't just come from one group or one organization or one part of the world. We need to find ways to put it in the hands of many and also to have people learn and think about the skill sets it takes to bring out those ideas from our teams. So that was incredibly successful. I think we had Last year alone, I think we had about 18 workshops in 11 countries. Don't quote me on that officially, but it's something around that that's pretty close to that. And um, huge success in terms of the people that we touched and really empowered different businesses and different markets to take innovation and own it themselves. After wrapping up their conversation about filtering ideas, Brian asked Catherine to share some wisdom she's gained from her time as a VP of innovation. The takeaway? Don't actually reinvent the wheel. One is understand your company's strategy. Where is it growing and where does it want to scale back? And put innovation efforts around the strategy of the company because innovation is really a capability. It's a muscle that you build at a company and you can put it towards any of the strategic priorities that a company has. And and I think that we need to start thinking of it that way. It's not it's not just the new widget, it's not just the new technology, but it is a way of accelerating a strategy. And if you think of it that way, you will be aligned and get the support that you need from all your stakeholders. Um, and it's also a way to disseminate what that strategy is, which doesn't always 
reach all employees. And so it sort of gives people a, a way of participating in that. Love it. The second thing I would say is look at your company and what your core fabric is. And what I mean by that is kind of what is your secret sauce as an organization and build on that. You don't want to do a cut and paste of a different corporation and pretend that your strengths are theirs. If I look at a company like P&G or some of these huge marketing companies, their messaging, their marketing, they have amazing analytics around messaging and marketing. Build on that. Figure out how you take that secret sauce, that strength, that muscle, and build innovation off of it. For us, we're a content and data company. We provide trusted answers to our customers using data and information. So one of the things, the first thing we did, I kind of, I got all these books off Amazon and did all this research on innovation when I first got this role. And finally, I just was like, this is ridiculous. You know, there's so much out there. It was just so noisy. And I started thinking about that. What is our core capability as a company? And I ended up just running data and analytics around which of the founders or which of our P&L owners, profit and loss owners, as kind of executives at the company, actually were driving organic growth? Who was just acquiring growth and then who was truly growing their market or growing their business and outpacing the market growth? And all of a sudden then the data became really clear. Who were those people that knew how to grow inside a business? And because we had had all those acquisitions, we had tons of data to look at. I mean, not big data, but small data, let's say. And the cool thing there is I could tap those people and ask them if they'd be my guides in this. Can they help me disseminate? Can, one, can you help me learn how to do this? And how do we make this an enterprise-wide program? And so we ended up developing, I think we tapped about 20 people to be what we called innovation champions. And they really were the people that together with me and a few others built the blueprint around what our innovation approach would be. Um, and so it's kind of thinking about that from a from a company company-wide perspective. That's the end of another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for listening. You can find information for learning more about the innovation team at Thomson Reuters and here at Econic in the show notes. Leave one of your many opinions that we know you have on our iTunes or at the IO podcast on Twitter. Until next time, go out and innovate.